0: Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within.
1: With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nathalie Barbek and Jessica Falcon.
0: Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast with myself, Jessica Falcon, and Nass Barbic. We are grateful to be with you here today to talk about conscious relationships, what that even means, conscious relationship with yourself that creates the capacity to experience conscious relationship with another and this can apply to intimate relationships personal relationships professional relationships and the more consciousness that we bring to how we relate to another the more freedom we get to experience in each of those relationships to be who we are to express ourselves to be heard and we give that to the other person too because a conscious relationship means both people are conscious and that you can bring your own consciousness into that to create the capacity for the other to respond or not. And then you decide whether or not you want to be in that relationship. So that's what we're going to dig into today. Naz, I'd love to hear from you if you have a particular definition for a conscious relationship.
1: Thank you, Jessica. So I think conscious relationship requires at least two people be aware of their thoughts, feelings, need, and be able to communicate it from an empower place. And when I look back on relationships that I was not conscious, then I could not possibly experience the deep connection that I was seeking in those relationships. always knew there was something was missing. And when I learned to put the attention on myself, what was missing was missing from within my own consciousness really was not in a place to be able to experience what I really wanted because I was not aware of my own needs and my own wants. And even my own thoughts, uh, I identify with all of those to the point that I didn't know what is me and what is not me that anymore. And all my relationships, uh, I would say before 2013, were unconscious relationships. Um, and I remember the moment that I thought that wow, I was sleepwalking through all my relationships, all my life. And of course, our life is filled with relationships with my siblings, with the intimate partner co-worker and I was reacting to life rather than consciously acting and I think uh, conscious relationships require us to be self-conscious first be aware and from that place have love compassion and empathy for the other person and I don't know from my own experience and that's what I'm going through there was a time that I thought if I am fully conscious with love and compassion I could change the dynamic of the relationship and. It took me a long time, not that it didn't get better, but I got to the point that unless that person makes the decision to also become curious and have the desire to become his own best version that requires us to question ourselves, our thoughts, and how we act and behave, it's almost impossible to create that conscious uh, relationship. so it definitely requires two people to do the work together. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, absolutely. I had that same realization in my own relationships of trying. I think it's really common mm-hmm. <laughs> when when we start to bring consciousness into a relationship to be like, Oh, well, okay, if I do this, then this person will, or I can be more of this. And maybe that person will be more of that. Or if I talk about this, you know, they'll hear me or they'll do this or they'll want the same things. And the reality is that we're still just one person in the relationship. And as you said, a relationship takes two. And so the other person isn't willing to take responsibility for their own half of the relationship, their own part, but also if they don't have the desire to evolve, to be conscious, to check their own ego, to, as you said, not react, but consciously respond Mm -hmm. to something, then I always felt like I was banging my head against the wall. And the same cycles kept repeating themselves in the relationship because even if I was changing, even if I was coming deeper into my power and and myself and my needs and desires, and uh, I still would then go to my partner and feel like, well, he's not getting it. He's not seeing me. And because he wasn't doing his own work, and he didn't have the capacity to see me in the way that I was worthy of being seen. And the reality is at the beginning of the relationship, I didn't actually know I was worthy of being seen and I didn't fully see my internal world and my internal needs and my internal feelings and my internal truth. And so we started the relationship in which I was more invisible and it was more about him. And then as I deepened into myself and who I am outside of who he wants me to be, and then when I spoke up, and then when I had boundaries, and then when I wanted him to meet me in that way, he couldn't. Because the reality is he didn't want to. The reality is he was fine with it being all about him. He was okay with that. Mm and. I was no longer I had been at the beginning of the relationship because I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. I was unconscious to my deepest self and power. And he was okay with that. And he benefited from that and wanted to continue benefiting from that. And so then it had it was a struggle for me to go, oh, so just me seeing me, yeah, that's my half. But that doesn't fix the relationship. That doesn't change him. He mm-hmm. has to choose to change him. And so now what am I gonna do? Am I gonna choose to stay in this? What are my boundaries? What am I gonna tolerate? What am I not gonna tolerate? Am I gonna leave? Am I not? What am I gonna say? And for for me, for a while, it was, all right, well, I'm gonna just start voicing my truth because that's all I knew how to do at the time. I'll just start voicing my truth. And it was just like, every time I did, there was this huge repercussion and he did not like it and i developed that deep ownership within myself no i'm gonna honor my truth no matter what and that ultimately in that relationship meant leaving i do think that in some relationships when the other person says okay I, maybe I haven't had the capacity. This might be new for me, but I'm willing. And and they're actually doing the work, not just voicing the words, Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually doing the work, actually having difficult conversations, actually showing up, revealing their own feelings, being vulnerable, checking their ego at the door, realizing they're operating from fear. If they're not showing up in that way, for me, that's a no, no, but if they are okay. Let's try this, let's see let's allow the love we have for each other to to create this, but it cannot happen without both people <laughs> coming together to do that
1: yeah yeah, I agree and I think there's a benefit that you know I remember um, at some point I said I will make the decision that, leave or stay, when he no longer can trigger me. That means I have healed what I need to heal within me. And I can see it from that compassionate place, but he's no longer triggers me to really go to a bad place within me. And what I experienced was that there was a the potential to grow there. But at the same time, what got us together, attract us together, which was in a way, we both were emotionally unavailable. We were not self-aware. No longer for me existed. And naturally the attraction went away. Because I was no longer attractive to him and vice versa, because what got us together unknowingly, was changing, at least in one person. Which I think, as you mentioned, is exactly why it requires both people be willing to do the work. And it's not that what was inside of me was very different from him. And I think that's why we got together. I didn't know that at the beginning. I was blaming him for not being emotionally available and everything that I blamed him. But when I started doing my own work, I realized what was I was witnessing within him is within me. And that's what I need to work. And as I was doing my work and was healing, you know, from trauma of my childhood and becoming more aware of myself and becoming more, in a way, online emotionally, all that, he couldn't relate to me anymore. So, th- that th- they can be that relationship and intimacy and connection by the fact that one, I was totally going to a different path than, and he was not willing to try or meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. So, it does require at least the other person to be willing. And as you said, be willing, meaning be committed to doing their own work or at least admit they do need help. I want to to do some work to see the other side and maybe they want to join the other side. (laughs) But I know that I saw, at least in my own experience, couple of times that my partner showed interest but it wasn't enough for him to stick with the work and decided you know I stick with the is it blue peel or a red peel sort of (laughs) thing? do I want to go to this side or that side this side needs a little bit more work and I really need to you know do put some effort get to know myself I think I'll just stay where I am and just, you know, but yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of us want, right, conscious relationships. And then what I've noticed is that it can be really easy to then run away from them because these difficulties can show up. And I was reflecting on this earlier this week, ironically, um something kind of came up in my life that made me think about this that you know we can have these quote fun relationships or easy relationships or quickly you know start falling into your relationships really you know this whole idea of falling into love personally i have no interest in falling in love i prefer only to rise in love to me that requires consciousness and In the past, I would fall into relationships and I would just kind of enter them with those blinders on, oh, it feels good, oh, it's easy, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. But it was sometimes so, quote, easy at the beginning because I wasn't standing back and observing, is it what I want? Questioning how I felt, checking in with my body, my intuition, my discernment, saying what I needed. I would let things slide. Oh, I don't want to say that. Or, oh, well, that's all right. It's okay now. So all these things, at the beginning of a relationship, we tend to let slide, mm-hmm. not say anything about because, oh, well, okay. Okay. Oh, it's everything else is so good. And, and the problem with entering a relationship that way is that it's, then becomes the pattern in the relationship we let this slide we let that slide we let this slide we let that slide we don't say this we don't speak that truth we don't express this need we don't show those feelings and then we find ourselves stuck or lost or what happened to me or why am i now in this relationship i don't want to be in and it's because we didn't enter it consciously it's because at the beginning we were so focused on the other usually and the newness and the swept up in that feeling without maintaining an anchor in ourselves and being conscious about our own internal experience in the midst of the relationship and when when we start to bring at least when i started to then bring consciousness into my inner world then i would start to say well that's actually not okay with me or i can't tolerate that or this is my need and they'd always be like well, you never said that before. You never wanted that before. That's not fair. And, and that's something about conscious relationships that we forget is that we are constantly evolving. And when we desire to be in a conscious relationship and truly devote to that, we have to let the other person be who they are in the moment and not keep them tied to who we want them to be, who we expect them to be, to how they've been before, to what they've done before. Well, you've always done it that way. Therefore, when you don't, I'm upset, or when you don't act this way, I don't know who you are. And it's very easy for both the women and men to get trapped in those cycles and attach all these expectations to the other partner because we are unconsciously feeding off of those expectations and we're unconsciously needing the other person to treat us or do something in a certain way for ourselves to feel worthy or desirable or good or loved. And so we then demand unconsciously even that the other person be who we want them to be or we feel that from them and we lose freedom in a relationship. We we lose consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so to me then the work to both enter into and maintain or create consciousness in a relationship requires sovereignty, individual sovereignty. And I truly deep, deep, deep in my belly believe that the only way to experience freedom in a relationship is to be sovereign for each person and the relationship to be sovereign because to be sovereign is to be consciousness, but it's even more than that. It is to to source love and belonging and acceptance and safety from within so that you are no longer requiring or demanding or needing another person to be any different than they are. It doesn't mean you don't have standards or boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't have desires in a relationship. It means that You are willing to act on your own behalf, you are willing to honor your own truth, you are willing to honor their truth, that you will not place those on the other person to imprison them, say, and that this is who you're supposed to be, you allow them to be who they are, and you consciously choose to maintain the relationship, if it serves both people, rather than feeling like you have to sacrifice or deny yourself, or they have to sacrifice or deny. And what that ultimately means in a relationship is that we have to release our attachments and codependencies, which are quite common in this world, (laughs) um, and really become our own source of love and authority. And, that requires really deep emotional work. It requires really deep self-responsibility and self-accountability and loving ourselves enough to in a conscious relationship, when it's safe to be vulnerable, to say, this was my ego, this was my fear and I might've messed up or I might've contracted because of this, but I'm willing to show you that because I know that that doesn't make me unworthy and that doesn't make me bad, it just makes me human. So, can we move through this together?
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And for that to happen, we need to feel safe in that relationship and Absolutely. feel seen and uh, not judged in a way. But as you were saying, I realize is it is just being acceptance at each moment where we at and having love and compassion, even for the, for in my case, for my partner who didn't marry this person, for sure. So, and then I cannot have the expectation unless he is willing and see the joy and benefits of doing his own work for him to do anything just for me. Mm-hmm. but for the benefit of our relationship. And if the other person is not willing, it's just mean that uh, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you can honor what you had together and honor what it was. And I always think he was a blessing in my life because he actually became the catalyst for me to awaken, you know, and what I was going through. And so I honor that, but also I need to honor myself that this no longer serves me. And as you mentioned, and I think that's something that both of us highly recommend for anybody before get into a relationship to find their own joy and happiness and well-being. And from that place, we want to share that love and joy, not to rely on anybody to make us happy, to bring that joy to our life, but to be in a place, that independent place, that we feel great where we at. We just want to share it with somebody else rather than waiting for someone to come and save us. From our own unhappiness or expectation that we have someone if we have someone in our life and we all do that we have this expectation that you know we want to get in a relationship expecting that person is going to make our life in in better in some way but the truth is we take ourselves anywhere we go What is within us is gonna dictate what's gonna happen next, not the other person. And unless we do the inner work and be in a great place before getting in a relationship, is we we not have a tendency to just get in dysfunction relationship because we don't ourselves have become a best version of ourselves. What we want in life to share it with somebody else.
0: It is harder, you know, when we're already in a relationship to make it conscious as you're kind of describing, like you became conscious, but your partner didn't. And that's mm-hmm. what has ultimately led to that separation. And mm-hmm. it is harder because unless the other person is willing to become conscious, then the person who has become conscious has to decide, is this okay with me? And is this what I want? And and sometimes as you know the answer is no and it was the same for me i became conscious in the middle of a relationship um i had i was already conscious like obviously this is not black and white you were already conscious before as well but we became more and more conscious as to our own self and our own needs and 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 our own desires and feelings and therefore we shifted our capacity and if the other person didn't always also shift the capacity it led to In both of our cases separation I have and do believe it's possible that both people can become more conscious and do that work together but again that's where it comes back to both and what I see people suffer with is the suffering is I've become conscious this person's not and then not being honest about that and it creates suffering because then we're hoping for something that may never happen versus being realistic about the reality of who they are and who you have become and the reality of the relationship. And then people can stay or feel stuck um, without recognizing their own power to decide, their own power to decide what to do and how to respond and what they want. And a conscious relationship, regardless of where it takes you, We have to ask ourselves what we want. We have to know what we want. We have to have that inquiry into is this what I want? Is this what I want to even be in a relationship? Is this what I want? And not for me, I have no desire to be in a relationship out of need because I do not need another person. I want to want them. I want it to not fulfill me. I'm already full. I'm already complete and whole. I want it to expand me into even more love. I want it to be something that is um, an addition, an extra, a beautiful connection. And that, that to me is is a true sacred conscious relationship in which we are lifting each other expanding each other moving each other higher and deeper into that exchange of love and not keeping each other stuck or beholden to old identities or old patterns or old ways of being that is a radical shift in how we approach relationships. Because historically, we have been in relationships out of need. Mm -hmm. And marriage itself as an institution was rooted in property ownership. And women needed that to survive because right before this, their ability to survive and thrive on their own was completely outlawed. And it is very deeply woven into the subconscious mind to seek that survival safety through the other, particularly for women and in men, it's a very subconsciously woven to require that partner to be the only one, the one who serves you and meets your needs and is there for you and It's more common for women to lose themselves in a relationship as a result of those dynamics that we've inherited for generations and seen and witnessed and to desire more is the first step. And then to do the inner work, to be able to hold more, to receive more, to be in your power, to be in your sovereignty. And then on top of that, to choose a partner or have a partner who's willing to do that with you and face their own subconscious. And I'd love to tell a quick tale about Inanna, a part of the story, because Inanna was the Sumerian Queen of Heaven and Earth. And her story to me is an example of this shift in relationship, even though it was written upwards of 5000 years ago. It's very apropos for where we are today collectively on the planet, because in this story, she was queen of the upper world of the heaven, and she felt a deep soul calling for more. And what that more was is ultimately an adventure into the underworld of her own subconscious, her own being, her own inner world, her own womb, her own heart, her own essence of who she was outside of the context of societal roles and expectations, which is creating consciousness, right? And when she arose from the underworld, The demons of the underworld said to her, you cannot leave without a replacement, Inanna. And so she rose up into earth again. She literally resurrected back to life, rose up onto earth, and the demons walked with her. And first they came upon her faithful servant, Nanshiber, who bowed at her feet, welcomed her returned. And Inanna says... No, you cannot take her. She has faithfully served me. She has grieved for me. She has welcomed my return. And they come upon her son. Same thing. Bows to her feet. He grieves. He celebrates her return. You cannot take him. Her second son, they go to. No, you cannot take him. You cannot take him. They arrive in Uruk, the city from which she came. And Dumuzi, her king lover, was sitting on his throne in all of his regal attire and she had made him a king and yet he dared not look at her when she returned he hadn't even missed her presence and he believed that he could rule all alone as a king without a queen by his side and inanna thrust her finger take him take him and the demons went after him and took him because she had come to know that she was worthy of being seen and honored for who she is, not her role, not how she served, not what she did, but for the depth of who she is. And that remembrance and knowing and recognition of her worth, her true self, meant she could only be with a partner who did the same, who saw her honored her, heard her, recognized her in her power and her truth and loved her for that. And so I love that story because it is the path we get to walk, we get to remember and we get to say, hey, I know maybe it was this way for thousands of years, that you didn't have to see me, that you didn't see me, that maybe you didn't even see yourself outside of your own roles, but let's do something differently. See me. I see you hear me.
1: I hear you honor me. I honor you. And that's true love. What a powerful story. And I think we all have a yearning for that. To go to that journey for ourselves. And that's what we are missing and yearning more than anything else. It is the quintessential
0: journey. It's Mm. thousands of years old. This is the journey of the ancient feminine. That's why, I mean, I personally create and design all of my coaching and programs with that journey in mind, with these ancient myths in mind, because I believe these ancient stories contain so much wisdom that is already embedded in ourselves. We just have to remember, we just have to remember what is possible. And we've been in a very dark period collectively in relationship both to ourselves and others. And we can't, just like we can't continue the medical system as it is, we can't continue the financial system as we can't continue the political system, the education system. It's the same for relationships and quite frankly, I know that a huge part of what I desire to do with people, and I know you're also very passionate about relationships, Nas, and helping women in particular really choose consciously what they want in relationship so that they can create the ones they want. We both share that passion for, hey, we can't keep doing it the way it's always been done. Relationships have to change, the paradigm relationships have to change, and and therefore, in order for them to change, we have to change. We've got to see what's stopping us from experiencing this in our own subconscious, in our own conscious, in our own psyche, in our own bodies. What are our fears? What are our wounds? What have we experienced that we get to heal, so that we no longer experience the way it was, and we create, we consciously create a relationship based on what we desire based on equality based on true love based on freedom and not everything we've all inherited there's no fault here we have all inherited this
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and to transform the world we need to transform ourselves Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely it's the only way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that kind of before we started recording this, Nass and I were having a discussion around humanity and the world that just kind of came up when we were <laughs> checking in with each other. And now it's one of the things. Um, is it okay if I stay oh, yeah. around humanity and sometimes it can get really depressing or sad to look at humanity and the state of humanity and what the world's experiencing and 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 also each person is going to have to change and and wake up to what they desire within themselves and do that work for humanity to change because humanity is a bunch of individuals creating a collective there is no collective without the individual and so the individual you the listener me Jessica, Nas, we each individually choose consciousness, choose awareness, choose love, choose freedom. We each individually do this, and we cannot point the finger at others until we have done it ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. And we're not doing it just for ourselves because we are contributing as a whole, as a consciousness, and it has a ripple effect when we do that. So it's very honorable to do that for ourselves
0: because when as you said we shift the individual Mm -hmm. we do this for ourselves but we shift the collective through our individual consciousness and even more than that you know when we do this when we return to this recognition of our sovereignty of love of truth then that is the ascension of our soul which yes affects the planet but is our coming home it's our coming home to ourselves it's our coming home to the divine within and that journey to me is why we're here in many ways and so it is anything but selfish to turn your eyes inward and go within. We're so acculturated to believe that it is selfish. So I just wanna address this briefly mm-hmm. because we are so told that it's selfish to think of yourself and ask for yourself and have your own needs and all of these things, all of this cultural programming. And all of that programming keeps us enslaved and it keeps us separated from who we really are. And having a self is actually the only way that we can access the divine within us. Because if we walk around in the world believing the divine is only out there and not within us, then we are keeping ourselves blind to the truth of who we are. That's my experience, my belief system, and we can never experience the relationship we desire if we cannot find and source that love from within.
1: I think that's a beautiful place to leave it, And that is the ultimate for each one of us to reach that place that we, within ourselves, we feel that the sense of sovereignty, well-being, joy, and love, and then sh- take it and share it.
0: Yeah. Why don't we just kind of briefly, if you want to say a little bit about what you do?
1: I am in the place that I have to say, I've been trying to figure out my next move, because as much as I love And that's what I've been doing, focusing on love and relationship. Part of me wants to get more into just a spiritual mentorship. But then I know that relationships are the catalyst for awakening, for the next step. So for now, I would say what I do, I help single woman find their soul aligned partner and through that work we go deep into finding ourselves getting to know who we are and what we really want and need in life so we can from that conscious place make the right decision for ourselves and i'm passionate about couples who are willing to together do the work and create that conscious relationship and a spiritual partnership that is the place to really grow together and become the best version of ourselves as we share our love and support each other in that path. That's so, so yeah, thank you and jessica tell us more about what are you up to these days
0: (laughs) yeah so particularly as it relates to conscious relating the so much of the work i do is for men and women but it's healing the wounds of the feminine because these are the wounds that have kept us from our true self because the feminine is our bodily experience of life and feeling and emotion and pleasure and love and receiving this this life as sacred and our relationships as sacred. And so when the feminine was deemed inferior and unworthy, when there was this split between spirit and matter thousands of years ago and women were turned into property it just feels so weird and hurtful to say that but it's true Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can't deny the truth um that it created this these belief systems that to this day we are subject to particularly in our subconscious minds though there are still very many conscious belief systems that we have as well that keep us in chain to old relationship patterns old ways of being that do not serve love true love they are what i call false forms of love and and so it's really about going into through these ancient myths particularly inanna the story of inanna it's really about going into the subconscious going into the body going into your inner world and seeing yourself with new eyes and And ridding yourself lovingly and compassionately of the beliefs and programs and conditioning that is not your truth, that is not the truth of your soul, your divinity, and choosing how to then create the life you want based on your truth, whether that be a relationship or not. I have some clients who are single, not in a relationship, some clients who are going through relationship struggles, some clients who are recently divorced so it's not relationship specific it's the relationship to self that shifts the relationship in life and to life um, so that you can reclaim your sovereignty your sovereign power and experience that ecstatic freedom that is our birthright when we are fully aligned with the truth of who we are
1: yeah and i think the work that you do is deep because there is the part that you know. We read a book. We have the knowledge. It still is not showing up in our life, and I know I've been there. But it's it's just that how to embody that, and how to truly truly move through that, um, is different dynamic that we can create with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's really, you know, the depth piece is is just who i am mm-hmm. you know me well enough to know i'm anything but shallow like i just shallow things are kind of boring to me that's great that's so great shallow water but yeah. i want to be in the deep end you know <laughs> and so and it is one thing you know for so long in my own spiritual path i had all these ideas of and i i imagine it's similar for you based on things we shared that all these ideas around spirituality or relationships or consciousness but hearing it and understanding it is one thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to actually feel it to actually experience it to actually know it is a whole other ball game that that takes that embodiment and that devotion mm-hmm. to really do the inner work to experience that and yeah. devote to that to to devote to self
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for me, and I love that word, devotion to yourself, is the more I spend more time to get into my body and get to know myself, the more I found out that it's taking me even deeper to the truth of who I am. And I do admit sometimes, it, because as you said, you have to go to the deep, it needs courage right it can bring fear and i have been struggling with all of that in each step as we go deeper and deeper but it's totally worth it
0: it's so worth it because for me how how i would say it is when fear is unconsciously ruling the day when it's deep in the subconscious we are experiencing anything but freedom mm-hmm. We cannot experience freedom and be tied to fear. And so when we do and we have the courage, as you said, I love that word because courage, the root of the word is liquor, which is heart. Mm -hmm. So we have the heart, the cosmic heart, right? We have the heart to, to do that, to look within, to face those fears. Think of a lion, right? The courage of a lion, the heart of a lion facing the fear. The lion looks right at the fear and it's like, all right, cool. There you are. It doesn't run away from it. Mm -hmm. It faces it. Because when we face the fear with the power of our heart, with courage, we can literally and energetically and emotionally dissolve that fear back into our deepest truth so that the truth overrides the fear and we walk straight through it.
1: Yes. Thank you, Jessica. Love this conversation. You know, as uh, before we started this, um, you know, we did have a conversation, as you mentioned, about the fact that I do sometimes you listen to the news and you go, man, do we ever learn our lessons and move forward as humanity. But Through this conversation, I think I came from that place (laughs) of losing a little bit of hope (laughs) to now to a place of clearly seeing that, as you mentioned, this is our path. This is why we are here for. That's the whole purpose of our journey for each one of us. To first find ourselves, and through that help humanity and more and more connect to that source and oneness and tap into that. Especially the days that it gets a little bit gloomy, <laughs> gets a little bit heavy, <laughs> right? I Yes, we can do this. We can. One person at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. We bring consciousness to the world through right. our itself through our own relationships
1: yeah
0: opportunity we have that isn't easy all the time but it does bring that joy and it does bring that
1: yes and I think you got frozen Jessica so um maybe this is a good time we're gonna give Jessica a couple of minutes oh here you are (laughs) internet
0: <laughs> talk about weather <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we should wrap this up then. Yes. i know we could talk about this all day long
1: i know yeah this was great thank you jessica
0: thank you as always
1: and listeners yeah.
0: let us know what you think any comments subscribe you'll get notice of all new episodes and we appreciate any reviews so that we can hear from you and let your friends know yes
1: thank you bye bye